Hello, Broom, and welcome. You're listening to Matty J here on Radio Galari. Joining me in the studio today, we've got two guests. One is in studio, talking with me uh, face-to-face, and uh, we've also got another one over the phone calling from Fitzroy. Of course, I'm talking about my two special guests, Jess Miller. She's an ecologist from Environs Kimberley, and uh, we're going to be chatting with John L. Brooking as well. She is a uh, Bonobo Ranger over there in Fitzroy Crossing. Uh, we're talking about a book launch in Fitzroy, Bonobo Trees and Bush Foods. Thank you very much for making some time to chat with us today, Jess and John Hill. So how are you doing? Good, thank you. Let's hear from your side of things. Uh, Jess, you were quite involved with putting this book together, which is quite a comprehensive book involving language, uh, lots of information. It's quite educational and also got some great pictures and information about all kinds of bush foods that you'd find in the Bunabo region. Yeah, that's right. So tell us about how long has this been in the making and um, what it took to, to get from having an idea about your work you do with bush fruits to actually putting this book together. Yeah. Um, well, originally, long before my time at Environs Kimberley, um, our, one of our main project coordinators, Louise, got together with the Bunaba mob and talked about this potential um, project and it sort of built on other projects that Environs Kimberley has been doing with um, Bunaba Rangers for a few years uh, and so we had Steve who was my predecessor on this project he had been going out with some of the old girls mm-hmm. taking photos and collecting bush foods with them and collecting the names of the bush foods. And how long ago did that start? Oh, that was a couple of years ago now, Uh, and we've had various grants and things, funding come through to keep it going. Uh, Yeah. So when he was out doing all that back, you know, a few years ago, was, uh, did he know and did did anyone know back then that it was going to be put into a book? Yes, I think uh, that was, they started off with a pamphlet. And so it was sort of like it's with often with these sorts of projects, you wait and see if you can get more funding to make it a bigger thing. Yeah. Okay. And you found now that um, after years of research, putting it all together, the funding's come together as well. And finally, we've got a book ready to launch. Yes, it's very exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, and on the other end of, as well, we're chatting with uh, John Hill Brooking. She is a Bunaba Ranger talking to us from Fitzroy. So how are you doing today? And uh, thank you for uh, making the time to talk to Radio Galari. Uh, I'm all good. All good, eh? Cool. So your work uh, that you've been involved with through this book as has been as a Bunaba Ranger uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about um, the kind of work that the rangers had to do in order to help put this book together and also some of the activities you guys have been up to there as well. I heard there was also a, um, a language workshop uh, that was held there recently. Oh, yeah. I um, wasn't part of the um, book planning, but um, we heard about it. Uh, yeah, we were doing language workshop with three Bonobo elders. That was Patsy, uh, Berkwood, Mona Oscar and Diane Changu. They was helping us planning um, our Bonobo language, like how to talk more often about our language and um, help us in, put down a sentence in our language. And uh, there's language, the Bonobo language is quite an important part of this uh, Bush Foods book as well that's coming out because it's not just uh, showing, you know, the Western side of things. It's quite a, quite a good collaboration between, I guess, um, you know, Western science and traditional Bush knowledge as well. Yes, it's. It will be a good book as well to show our young ones and teach them our language that's in the book. Yeah, and a great side of that is you're teaching them the language, you're teaching them about the country as well in your language and showing them about all the bush foods there. Uh, so based on um, you know the fact that the bush foods that this book is about are based from the Bunaba region, uh, you, you as a ranger, you'd probably know quite a bit about the area. Is there... Um, I guess, is there a, a popular bush food around there that you guys, you know, really enjoy that's uh, easy to get or a popular one for people in the Fitzroy? 
Oh, well, there's heaps along around here in Fitzroy and some up in the ranges. One that we, it's like bushberries. Um, we call it, um, in Bonaba, we call it kungaberry. So we're going to find out a bit more from Jess now uh, about the or some of the work that was put in behind this book launch. So the book launch is happening in Fitzroy, and uh, as we know, it's uh, for bush foods from the Bonaba region. What would you say, do you have a positive story or even like a favorite uh, bush food from when you're out doing your research? Uh, yeah, um, I think my favorite um, activity while I was out there doing this, collecting this information with the um, old people, the linguists and the other authors on this book. Um, We went out into limestone country and we were lucky earlier this year to find a tree that was fruiting called marina. It's called, um, I think, black plum is another name. It's the the fruit on the front of the book, actually. Uh, And one of our authors, Diane, did the painting for the front of the book. So, yeah, we were, everyone was very excited because often, you know, it's only certain trees that have a lot of fruit and it's hard to get out there at the right time of the year yeah. um, to know that it's going to be right, you know, maybe just a week or ah, something. And you or, just caught this one at the right yeah. time and it was like full fruiting, in all its glory. Yep. And we've got some photos of everybody collecting the fruit and they're in the book and um, we'll be printing out some of those photos for the launch. And uh, that was one of my favourite things because for one reason, the fruit is so delicious. Yeah, tell us a bit about that because a lot of people, I guess, listening to this uh, might not know as much about bush fruits and bush foods, um, especially as you know people like yourself in the Bonobo Ranges. So give us a little bit of information on what those berries taste like. Well, they're smallish, sort of like a little bit bigger than a pea, and they're black when they're ripe. And when they fall to the ground, I remember one of the ladies telling me this, they're even sweeter once they've been ripened by the sun a little bit. Okay. Uh, They're sort of like a small prune once they start to dry out a little bit. But if you can get them uh, just as they're either on the tree or just fallen off, um, they taste a little bit like um, a prune, I suppose, but a very sweet one. Sweet prunes. Yeah. And what were they called again? Um, bush plum or marina is the Bonobo word. Another interesting thing I heard about the uh, book, uh, putting the book together, was that it did involve, uh, was a real community effort. So you had yourself, uh, EK, and a few other people involved. You also had the Bonobo Rangers, but also I heard the kids were involved at the school as well. They um, contributed some artwork. Uh, did they get involved in any other way? Yeah, uh, that was the main way that they've been involved in the production of the book. Uh, but actually, we were really um, happy to see. I was uh, happy to see that when we went on some of the trips, kids would come out as well sometimes, uh, like okay. that trip to Limestone Country. Yeah. Um, one of uh, another family member of one of the authors came out and brought her son, and so we sort of have tried to involve younger people in the project as much as possible. There have been other cultural type workshops where the book has been talked about, where it wasn't the main point of the trip, the cultural trip. Mm -hmm. But because the project is happening at the moment, um, people have been talking about it. And so, uh, you know, kids would um, be out there as well for other reasons. But then, of course, when the topic comes up, it's a good reason to start talking about bush foods between the different um, generations. So... Uh, regarding this book that is to be launched in Fitzroy Crossing, uh, what else, uh, I guess, do you want the Broome community to know about the book, the work that went in it, uh, anything like that? 
Yeah, uh, well, in terms of the information that's actually in the book, it's got a really great introduction at the beginning that talks a little bit about Bunaba country, the different types of Bunaba country and what types of plants you can find in diff- different areas of Bunaba country uh, and why they're sort of imbo- important to Bunaba people. And then in the rest of the book, you've got one page per species that has several photos to help you identify the plant. Yeah, great. And uh, it has traditional knowledge about the plant as well. And it has um, some diagrams showing whether the tree is or the plant is sensitive to fire, when it fruits and flowers, that kind of thing. So the kind of knowledge offered in this book really seems like the kind of knowledge that typically a lot of people wouldn't know unless you were already working out in country, working closely with the plants and the people there. So it sounds like what people would be getting with this book is firsthand knowledge almost from, from the rangers themselves, the people who are out there on country all the time. Yeah, and actually that was one of the really interesting challenges of um, working on the book because we would, I was only able to go out with the women at certain times of year and often things weren't flowering. So trying to figure out when things normally flower and fruit in yeah. a monsoonal type um, climate was, wasn't easy because a lot of it isn't documented anywhere else and because the, a particular tree that grows there and also grows in Yaru country here in Broome might fruit at a different time of year. At a different time. Interesting. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, and um, John and Elizabeth, well, we've still got you on the line. Peter, tell us a bit more about some of the activities you've been doing there um, as a Bunaba ranger and in the area. Yeah, uh, we were uh, treating quite a lot of uh, neem trees around Fitzroy. Yeah, neem so. trees that recently declared uh, an official weed. That- oh, it, it was. I think I've been talking to you before about how the Kimberley community know that it's a really bad weed, but... This, but we when we last talked about it, yeah, it hadn't. It wasn't officially a weed. Not I think listed, that was, yeah. yeah, much earlier this year. I think, or maybe even last year, possibly. Either way, um, yeah, that sort of came up. So you've been working with neem trees and trying to um, remove those from the Kimberley. Then is that right, Janil? Yes, we've been uh, treating them. We treat them using the drill and pill method. Which, uh, we were drilling holes into the trees and put capsule of herbicide in the trunk, which killed the neem trees. And uh, has that been an important part of your work as a ranger? I mean, obviously, um, land management is an important part of being a ranger and working on country. Uh, but the neem tree themselves, you know, being now officially being declared a pest, uh, is, do you find that, um, you know, there's a lot of them out of the Fitzroy area? And are they actually a pest to you guys out there? Yeah, there are heaps of them along the Fitzroy River. Um, we've been treating them at the um, old cemetery and uh, around the old crossing. And what makes them like a particularly, um, you know, dangerous or invasive species? Is it because they basically take resources away from native plants and they sort of, they, they make them try harder or have to work harder to survive, whereas the neem trees, they can just come in, they, they grow really quickly, they take uh, lots of resources. What, what do you know about the neem trees and uh, why they're a pest in the area? Yeah, they actually, um, they in our land and they taking over our native plants, like ruining them growing alongside of them and, you know, killing them as well in the side of the tree as they grow. I guess it might be a tough tough question to to answer, but when are you looking to have the neem tree effectively managed around that area, you know, with going out and having to do um, the work on reducing neem trees there, how long do you think until the area is free of the uh, neem trees being a pest? Uh, Well, it takes about two weeks to kill them. They are to die for three weeks. Do you have lots of neem trees in the area to take down? Oh, yeah, they just everywhere. 
Okay, yeah, so you might be uh, fighting a good fight there for a while, trying to remove the uh, invasive neem trees from your area. I do have one final question for you, Janil, is just regarding um, what you think personally this uh, book coming out mean, could mean to the Bunaba Rangers and the, um, you know, the people and the kids and everyone of the Fitzroy area there. Does it, um, is it help to have a book like this with all this information in it and actually contains quite a lot of language as well? a really good book that's coming out. It can help us as well as us rangers. Like, we can take it out on country so we can know which plant we're looking at and know what one of a name is for the plant. Some good learning material in there. All right, well, uh, thank you, Janil. And we're going to quickly cut back over to Jess Miller now. So what else um, do we want to get out there about the book? Something uh, that you can tell us or about why you think the book is important to you or anything else like that? Yeah, I'll just echo exactly what um, Janelle is saying. All the feedback I've gotten from the women who've um, been the main authors on this book and the linguists, they've provided all the cultural information. They're very, very uh, passionate about keeping Bunaba culture strong and that's and they seem quite um, happy about the outcome of getting this book put together and very determined to continue doing that language work. Uh, there are a lot of them out there doing already doing language work in schools and that kind of thing. So this is just going to be another resource for them. That's just going to help them keep their language and keep their culture strong and alive. The only other thing I'd like to add is that I think it's really important to keep reinforcing the fact that uh, the Women Rangers have only got funding recently to actually even be out there and doing this kind of work. And they're an absolutely critical part of um, the Bonaba community and getting that sort of um, land management done. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage everybody across the Kimberley and the nation to keep supporting Aboriginal Ranger programs. Mm. That's excellent. Well, thank you again very much for your time today. Janelle Brooking, she's a Bunaba Ranger from Fitzroy Crossing, and of course, uh, Jess Miller in joining us today. She's an ecologist and also one of the authors behind the upcoming book. Yeah, Bunaba Trees and Bush Foods. Bunaba Trees and Bush Foods. That's you want to have a go at saying it in uh, Bunaba? Yeah, it's Yaringa Tangana Lundu Mai Yaniu. I'll have to take your word for it, but it sounded pretty convincing.